You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Her Money is brought to you by Fidelity Investments. Fidelity is committed to helping clients through any market conditions with financial planning and advice when you need it most. Learn more at fidelity.com. Hey, everybody, it's Jean Chatsky. Thank you so much for being with us today. So at the time that Catherine Tuggle from HerMoney.com and I are recording this episode, more than 41 million Americans have filed for unemployment. This is since the pandemic began. We've got the unemployment rate hovering around 15%. And although we were hoping that many of these job losses, if not most of them, would be temporary furloughs and that people could head back to work after just a few months on pause, we've now got some new data from the University of Chicago's Booth School of Business that estimates 42% of pandemic-induced layoffs will actually result in permanent job losses. So discouraging. I wish that I had better news to bring you or even a crystal ball that would help us understand when we might all be able to get back on track. There are so many unknowns. But for that reason, we decided that we would put out a special mailbag episode specifically for those of you who are facing job loss or who are worried that a job loss might come their way. You should know all of us here at Her Money are rooting for you. We've got your back as much as we possibly can. So Catherine, it's nice to talk to you as always. You as well, Jean. Thank you. What do we have first? Our first question comes to us from Mary in Ohio. She writes, Hi, Jean. I adore you and love your podcast. I've been a leader in the nonprofit sector for over 20 years, but unfortunately the foundation I'm working for is closing because of the pandemic. I'm 61 and currently putting away the maximum into my 403B. I have over $300,000 in my retirement accounts, 403B, Roth IRA, SEP IRA, and about two to three months of emergency cash in a high yield savings account around $10,000. As the CEO of a foundation, I'm concerned that it will take me a while to find a new position at my current level. So if the job search takes longer than I'd like and I end up using my three months of cash on hand, what source of income should I tap into next? Should I consider a home equity loan? I have about $65,000 in equity in my home. Or should I use funds in my Roth IRA? What do you suggest? And thank you so much. You are very, very welcome, and I'm sorry that this is happening to you. Um, I wish I had a few more details about what your house is worth compared to that 65000 in equity and your cost of living, your overall income, but let me just give you some general guidelines. I think you may want to consider applying if the foundation hasn't closed yet and you've still got income coming in, applying for a home equity line of credit just to give you a little bit of peace of mind knowing that you could use it if you absolutely needed to use it, 
but also knowing that that really is a solution that you hope that you don't tap into. The problem is if you don't have an income that you can show, you won't get approved for a home equity loan or a home equity line of credit. So I would absolutely make that move if you're still receiving checks. I'd make sure that you have filed for unemployment if you haven't already. And then I would take a really hard look at your living expenses and do so understanding that in times like these, we trim everything that we possibly can as low as we possibly can and hope that that two or three months worth of emergency cash can actually cover you when combined with unemployment for more months than that. So I think between all of these things, my hope, and it's a hope particularly because you're so close to retirement, is that you won't have to pull money out of your home. And if you do need to pull some cash, I probably would pull it out of the Roth before I go for that home equity. I hope that that makes sense. Yeah, I think that's great advice, Jean. Thank you. And I also think she might not know what unemployment will do for her at this point that could benefit her more than she expects. Exactly. Exactly. I think a lot of people are are absolutely realizing it. And it's a great time as you look for jobs to think about picking up maybe a little consulting income that can just tide you over until that next scenario comes around. Such a great point. Good luck. Yeah. Our next question comes to us from Kathy in Texas. She writes, Hi, Jean and team. I love your podcast and just had a pressing question. With the COVID shutdowns, my husband lost his job and is on unemployment. We did a balance transfer 18 months ago onto a Citibank card for $16,000, and the 0% interest rate is up in October of 2020. We pay more than the minimum each month, depending on how we're doing financially. Now, however, I'm very nervous to keep that up should we need those funds. We don't have a rainy day fund at all, really just 401ks with fidelity. I'm 60 and my husband is 62, so we could take money out of his 401k to pay this off. However, on top of this credit card debt, we also owe $10,000 on taxes this year, mainly because my husband took out nearly $60,000 to pay off other credit card debts, but he did not have taxes withheld on it, so we were planning on taking that $10,000 from his 401k, this time getting the tax withheld. It's such a mess, and while we were doing great managing our current credit cards, we've just had so many unexpected expenses over the past two years. For example, an AC unit that cost us $6,500, and my husband was underemployed for two years before his COVID furlough. Anyway, I just really wanted to know if you thought we should buy more time and go for another balance transfer and maybe look for a 20-month term if possible. When businesses are open again, my husband expects to be back in a job, but who can tell what will happen for the next three to five months? My priority is paying the tax bill on time and then getting back to tackling this credit card debt. By the October deadline, I should have our credit card debt down to around $14,000 total. What is the wisdom or foolhardiness of doing another balance transfer in this situation? P.S. I did read your related articles on the harmony.com site first, by the way. I know where to search for a good card if we go that route again. Thank you. Aw, thanks, Kathy, and thanks for reading what we're writing at hermoney.com. I appreciate that. I think the idea of another balance transfer is the right way to go. I mean, this is a time when I find myself giving advice that I've never given in my life, which is that 
right now we definitely need to preserve our cash cushions. We need to preserve our emergency funds. And if that means putting a little bit less toward our credit card debt, then we should do that. And having the lowest interest rate possible is going to give you leeway when it comes to making the best possible choices here. So I'd look for another balance transfer card. You've probably got excellent credit. If you didn't, you wouldn't have qualified for the first one. Take a look at the Chase Reserve card. I believe that it still has zero balance transfer fee, which makes it unusual. Otherwise, you're probably looking at a 3% balance transfer fee on the existing balance at the time that you move the money. But I would try really hard not to pull money out of the 401ks. I understand that your husband could do it without penalty, but you would face interest. You could actually do it without penalty as well at age 60, but also because the CARES Act right now is allowing people to get it 401k assets without having to face that 10% penalty, at least in the short term. But we've seen the markets go way down and then come roaring back. I wouldn't want to see you miss any of the time in the market that your money has to grow or face the idea of paying income taxes on the money. If you find that you do have to pull money out of the 401ks, borrow it rather than withdrawing it. That is the better of the bad moves. But your inclination to focus on that tax bill rather than the credit card bill is absolutely the right thing to do. It's so tough when you have competing priorities like this for debt that all really, really needs to be paid. Yeah. One other suggestion, possible solution here, the fact that the tax bill is $10,000 means that you'll likely qualify for a payment plan from the IRS on that tax bill. If you find yourself way too squeezed and uncomfortable, you can actually look into that. There is interest on it, but it's pretty low. And you may find that that just gives you some emotional relief. Great point. All right, Catherine, I want to take some more letters, but before we do that, let's just remind everybody that Her Money is supported by Fidelity Investments. For more than 70 years, investors have relied on Fidelity to help plan for their financial futures, and as always, when the unexpected happens, Fidelity's there to help you work through it with financial planning and advice for what you need today and tomorrow, helping to make it all clear. To see how Fidelity can help you and your family on the path forward, visit fidelity.com. We are back with our mailbag special. We're taking all of your questions around job losses and layoffs. Catherine, what's next? Our next question comes to us from Melissa. She writes, in March, I was laid off from my job. And at this point, I'm unsure if my job will be reinstated if my company makes it. I'm thinking it's probably wise to pursue other options. My husband and I are wondering if now we should take our money in our 401k and pay off our house. My husband is a 1099 independent contractor in sales and plans to have his income decrease this year as a result of the virus. He earned $180,000 last year. I made $78,000 last year and I'm now on unemployment. We currently owe $289,000 on our mortgage and we are 41 and 42 years old. We have no debt other than our house and we have two children, eight years old and six years old with healthy college savings accounts. We also have $30,000 in savings in a bank account. What should we do? Thank you so much. Melissa, I think you're actually in better shape than you think. 
I ran the numbers on what your mortgage is likely to be, and it looks like you could easily cover it on your husband's income alone, not to mention what you've got coming in right now from unemployment. I wouldn't pull money out of the 401k. I would just focus on making your mortgage payments, budgeting carefully. If you have to take a step back from socking money away in the college savings accounts for a little while, that's an okay thing to do. Same with the 401k contributions. If you have to take a step back from contributing to retirement for a little while, that's a better solution than pulling money out. But right now, it sounds like you are earning enough money to cover your nut at least for a good six months or so if I'm reading this question right. Yeah, I agree. I think maybe the mortgage debt during times of economic uncertainty freaks people out for Mm -hmm. fear that they might not be able to cover it. I mean, do you think that emotions are probably playing into this question? Oh, no doubt. Absolutely. You lose an income and you think, what am I going to do? You know, how are we going to pay our bills? But then, especially during this pandemic, I was shocked to read in the paper just today that the savings rate in April was 33%. And the reason that it was 33% is that during the pandemic, while we're all at home and not eating out and not traveling, we don't really have that many places to spend our money. We have been given through this pandemic in many, many cases much more of a a cushion of cash than we're used to having. And we should be trying really, really hard to make the most of that, to just sock a little bit more away and understand that every extra dollar that we save today buys us a little bit of peace of mind in case something happens tomorrow. So that's how I'd approach this scenario. When I say some careful budgeting, look at what you're really spending right now. Look at where your money is actually going. Look at how much you're not spending and whether you might be able to carry that forward over the summer or into the early part of the fall. And I think that'll give you some peace of mind as well. Sometimes we get a little panicked before we dive into the numbers, but the numbers can actually be a little bit more reassuring than you might think. Such a great point, Jean. Thanks. Our last question is from an anonymous listener. She writes, Hi, Jean and Catherine. I'm a 61-year-old divorced female living in Northeast Ohio. I was hoping to retire in about five years. I purchased a condo in 2012 on which I owe $80,000. I was planning to pay off my car in full later this year, and I have about $3,000 in credit card debt. I work full-time for a large healthcare system and am able to work remotely during the crisis, but there is the possibility of my getting laid off. I'm just not sure. I currently contribute 32% of my income to my 403B and fully fund a Roth IRA. My 403B and Roth IRA are in target retirement date funds for 2025, and a portion of my 403B is in the Fidelity Contra Fund, which is volatile right now since it's mostly equities. I also have about $35,000 in a savings account. I've been too frightened to look at my accounts over the last few weeks, but I had $350,000 in the retirement accounts the last time I checked. I'll also continue to receive a fair amount of spousal support for the next 2.5 years, which is what's enabling me to save so much for retirement. So my questions are, number one, should I reduce the amount that I contribute to my 403B 
to 10 to 15% of my income for the time being so that I have more cash on hand in case I'm laid off or should I keep doing what I'm doing? Number two, should I use some of my savings to pay off my car right now or hold on to it? I'm so anxious about all of this. I knew that my retirement was going to have to be pretty simple before all this happened, but now I'm worried about being able to retire at all. Thank you for your podcast. It is a wonderful resource. Oh, thank you so much for writing. I totally get the anxiety. I totally get the anxiety. And let me just say, for anybody who's been too frightened to look at your accounts, it's not a bad move not to look when the markets are this volatile because sometimes it makes us do things that we later regret. The markets did take a serious tumble. And I don't know when the last time you looked at your accounts was, but if it was the end of March, they have come back since then, and you're in better shape than you think you are, which is not to say that they can't go down again. They absolutely could. I would take a look at that spousal support and the $35,000 that you have in savings and think about how long that would sustain you if you were to lose your job. If you're thinking it's only going to be a couple of months, then I might take a little bit out of what I was contributing to retirement um, and sock it into savings for the short term. Um, You also should know that if you need to get at that money in the Roth IRA, you can get at that money in the Roth IRA. You don't have to worry about it. And because of your age, you actually can get at the money in your retirement accounts if you need it to. Not that I am advising that. The goal in your case should be, I think, to level set a little bit before you make any moves so that you really understand what you're looking at in terms of not just your cost of living, but your cost of living as you enter into retirement. And for that reason, if you've never sat down with a financial advisor, I think you should. I mean, you can absolutely get on the phone with an advisor through the plan that manages your 403B, that should be accessible to you very, very likely for free. But one of the things that I find most helpful is talking to an advisor, even if it's just in the form of a physical that you do for a few hours and then you don't do it again for another couple of years. I think it's very crucial at times when we're looking at life transitions and five years out of retirement, you are looking at a serious life transition. As for the car, I would not worry about putting the money into paying off that car early. Just pay it off on the schedule that you've got potentially look at reducing the interest rate by refinancing your car loan. Interest rates are really low right now. So if you don't have a very good interest rate, that may be something that's available to you. Focus on paying off that credit card debt. It's only $3,000. You should be able to get rid of it fairly quickly. And you may even want to take $3,000 out of savings, which are probably earning very, very little money on and just get rid of the credit card debt and not build the credit card debt back up again. But then I'd say, find a financial advisor, sit down for a consultation. You don't have to hire somebody to manage your investments. What you're looking for is advice on your overall plan. 
I love the idea to sit down with a financial advisor because just reading her question, she says she's worried about being able to retire at all, but then she says she wants to retire in five years. And I think for most people, the truth probably lies somewhere in the middle, right? You might need to work a couple of years longer, but it's Mm -hmm. not an either or proposition, right? It definitely isn't. And it's also, um, there's so many other factors in the soup, right? She's not even talking about social security, but social security could be providing her with a decent amount of income and um, she's receiving spousal support. So if her ex-husband is older than she is and has already tapped into social security, that may be available to her sooner than it sooner than she thinks without her having to start the clock on her own benefits. So there's an awful lot to dig in here. Such a great point. Thank you, Jean. Thank you so much, Catherine. And thanks everybody for joining us today on Her Money. Thanks to our listeners who submit your questions. We love hearing from you and we love helping you out with the answers that you need. So please keep writing to us at mailbag at hermoney.com. If you like what you hear, please pass our show along to a friend or subscribe if you haven't already at Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review because we love hearing what you think. We also want to thank our sponsor, Fidelity. Our show comes to you through Megaphone. Our music is provided by Video Helper. Thanks so much for joining us, and we'll talk soon. 